1263, in a small town in Italy called Bolsano, there was a priest, and he was celebrating Mass. And as he was celebrating Mass, he had real doubts in the real presence of the Eucharist. And as he lifts our Lord Jesus at the time of consecration, blood begins to drip from the host onto the altar. A Eucharistic miracle is what we call them. This moment when Jesus breaks through his veiled presence of what looks like bread, what tastes like wine, and he breaks through and you're actually able to see the true presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. And there's many Eucharistic miracles that have happened over the centuries which the church has confirmed. But this one in Bausano in 1263 is actually really important for today. Because the Pope at the time was so inspired, so inspired by this Eucharistic miracle that the Pope instituted the feast day of Corpus Christi, which is what we celebrate today. Now, I've had people come to me and they're like, Father, I so want to see a Eucharistic miracle. Like, I want to be there when it happens. And I always respond to them, no, you don't. You do not want to be there when it's actually happening. And they're like, why not? This would be amazing to see. Because this happens when there is egregious doubt and lack of faith in the Holy Eucharist. This happens when there is egregious acts of lack of respect and abominable things that people do to the Eucharist. That is when it happens. You do not want to be the people that lack the faith. So much so that Jesus needs to break in. As Jesus even says, Blessed are you who have not seen and believed. But just as much as there can still be doubt today, there was doubt in 1263, and I will tell you there was great doubt 2,000 years ago when Jesus spoke for the first time about that he will feed with his flesh and he will give with his blood to drink, to which we just heard in the Bread of Life discourses. Jesus speaking to the Jews says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. He who eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Jews respond and they say, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? To answer this question, we first have to understand that there never was a lack of understanding when Jews are hearing this. 
It never was an issue of lack of understanding. For the Jews, it was always a lack of belief. It was a lack of belief that Jesus could actually do it. How can I say that? Well, look at their reaction. The reaction of the Jews to when Jesus says, if you do not eat my flesh, if you do not drink my blood, you have no life within you. Look at the reaction. They say, this is a hard saying. Who can accept it? Who can agree with what this man is saying? It says, they took offense at his words. They were offended. Like, how dare you say this? The Jews believed so, they took so literally what Jesus said that they left. What's really interesting, and this is the first time ever in the Gospels that somebody actually left at the teaching of Jesus. They took him so literally that they left. Because for the Jews in this moment, it wasn't, the issue wasn't lack of understanding. It was a lack of belief in who Jesus was. I mean, here's the question. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? It's a great question. The problem was they were looking at Jesus all wrong. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Because he's not just a man. He's the God-man. He's the Savior of the world. He is the beloved Son of God the Father. He has divine power. This isn't just some mere man. This is the God-man. This is the Messiah. This is the one who has power from heaven to transform and to do what he says. The cause, my brothers and sisters, of the Jews leaving, the root cause of the Jews leaving Jesus in this moment was a lack of belief in who Jesus was. A lack of belief in his power, a lack of belief in his love, a lack of belief in his goodness. I mean, is Jesus not powerful enough to be able to transform bread and wine into his actual body and blood? I mean, can Jesus not do all things? A doubt in the real presence always will come back first to a doubt in the identity of who Jesus is. I was talking to somebody and they said, well, Father, you know, even if Jesus could do it, he wouldn't. Why wouldn't he? Because for Jesus to feed you with this flesh, that would be cannibalism. And God already forbid the Jews to enter into cannibalism the Old Testament. So Jesus would not go against the word. I was like, well, yeah, that would be true if Jesus was going to feed you with flesh that was dead. That would be true if Jesus was going to feed you with flesh that was dead. And here's the question. 
Is Jesus alive? Yes or no? I don't believe you. Is Jesus alive? Amen. Jesus Christ is alive. He suffered, he died, but by the power of the Spirit, he was risen to new life. Risen in his resurrected, glorified form and ascended back up to heaven where he sits at the right hand of the Father. And so when Jesus says, I am the living bread which comes down from heaven, he does not feed with flesh that is dead, but he feeds with flesh that is alive. The resurrected, glorified flesh of Jesus Christ. Living, breathing, heart beating flesh of Jesus Christ. Which is why he says, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood not only has life, but I will raise them on the last day. How? Because you did not take part in dead flesh, but you took part of my resurrected living flesh. And he who eats my flesh, which is alive, which is glorified, you shall now partake Two, in my resurrection, in my life that lives forever. When I eat the very body and blood of Jesus Christ, I become alive. And not just alive, when I go see him, when I go look at Jesus, the living, breathing, heart-beating presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, I realize that I'm not alone. Like I'm actually in the real presence of Jesus Christ himself. People have asked me, why didn't you just go to a Protestant church and marry and preach the gospel. Why did you become a priest? Why a priest? Why don't you just go somewhere else? Go to a Protestant church and preach. Get married, have kids, preach the gospel. Why a priest? The Eucharist. Because I know, my brothers and sisters, that if I choose to leave the church, I leave Jesus. If I choose to leave the church, I'm choosing to leave the very living, breathing, heart-beating, glorified presence of Jesus Christ and the gift of the Eucharist, and I can't leave. Honestly, my brothers and sisters, it was Jesus Christ in the Eucharist that even got me to the altar in the first place. And I'll be honest with you, it's only going to be Jesus in the Eucharist that's going to keep me on this altar faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. It is hard, as you already know, to live the Christian life. And it was really hard to even get to the altar to be a priest. And I can't tell you how many nights, how many tearful, dark, sad, difficult nights where I would run before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Thanks be to God I had the Eucharist. To be able to run to, where I wasn't alone. I could actually go before the feet of Jesus and look at him and cry. And I could beg him. And I could talk to him and I had his presence right there. I could receive him, his body and blood flowing through my veins. And every time I had this opportunity to make an act of faith. You see, it's really interesting what Peter did. 
Because in the midst of everyone leaving, Jesus turns to his apostles, he turns to Peter, and he's like, why don't you guys leave too? Why don't you go? Why don't you, everyone else is leaving, why don't you leave? And Peter, he looks at Jesus. He looks at him, he goes, Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to know and believe. We are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. We are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. And countless times, my brothers and sisters, I would experience that same question from Jesus in the Eucharist. Do you want to leave? Because it's real. We can. And in that moment, I would look at the Lord Jesus and I'm like, where am I going to go? If I leave the church, I leave you. I can't leave you. I know who you are. I know who you are. You see, my brothers and sisters, Jesus knows that doubt is a doorway to leaving him. Doubt in his presence, doubt in his power, doubt in who Jesus is, is a great doorway to begin to leave him, especially when things get hard. And Jesus knew this, and he said to us before he left, that I will never leave you. I will always be with you to the end of the age. And how did he fulfill that? In the Eucharist. I promise you I will never leave you. How? I will give you my very body and blood. My presence will be with you in a real, tangible way that you can literally come before me. You can receive me and I will give you my strength. I will give you my spirit. I will walk with you in every moment. My brothers and sisters, the greatest gift that Jesus Christ ever gave to his church is himself is himself in the Holy Eucharist. And we can't live life with Jesus, in Jesus, without him. I can't be a priest without Jesus. My priesthood makes no sense without the Eucharist. Makes no sense. My life would be idiotic if it literally is just bread. But because we have Jesus Christ living, breathing, heart beating, real presence in the gift of the Eucharist. We're never alone. And when it gets difficult, and when those temptations increase, and when you want to leave, and when you want to get up on Jesus, we have the ability to run to Jesus every single day in the gift of adoration in the Eucharist, receive his body and blood, to be able to experience his presence, that we're not alone that he has a plan, that he's with us. I, I'll tell you right now, I never would have gotten to this altar. I never would be a priest without Jesus in the Eucharist. Because it's impossible. I'll never be faithful to Jesus fully without the Eucharist. It's too hard. Life is too hard without him. It's too scary without him. My brothers and sisters, I really want to encourage you to begin to make a new act of faith this day in the Eucharist. Just as Peter looked and he's like, I don't fully understand, Jesus, how this is going to work, but I know who you are. 
I know you're the Holy One of God. I know you have the words of eternal life. And so I'm going to trust you. I'm going to be faithful to you. I'm going to walk with you. I might not fully get it, but I'm not going to leave you because I know who you are. I encourage you and challenge you to make a new act of faith this day, wherever you're at in the midst of your life, to make an act of faith to say, I might not fully get it, but I'm going to believe that that is you because you said so. You said it's you. And I know that you're the Lord. I know that you're the Messiah. I know that you're the Savior. And because you said it, I'm going to believe it. And that's enough for me. You said it. I'll believe it. Because I know who you are. And I won't leave you. The greatest gift that Jesus Christ ever gave his church is and forever will be himself, my brothers and sisters. In the gift of the most holy body and blood of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen.